if you um, have trouble with uh, what were we talking about? Oh, right. <laughs> Focus. Um, this is X Gifted. Welcome to the Chaotic Organized Podcast. I'm Ren Eliza. Um, I'm in the middle of doing this co-working session with my Discord group. Go over to the Chaotic Organized Discord channel. Um, I've got a link in the show notes for it. You can join and you can do these co-working sessions. I do one every week on Tuesday morning in my time. This is the only time during the week where I have two hours that are just dedicated to doing this stuff. Uh, so it's really, it's pretty good to have that so that I don't basically just indefinitely neglect to do it at all. I do today have some notes because what I want to talk about is um, what I call an intention. Nope, that's not right. What I call an attention reset. The attention reset is what someone else might call a dopamine detox or dopamine fast. Um, I'm not going to get into dopamine right now. I'm going to do more about dopamine and attention and all that stuff that people like to talk about. And um, yeah, it drives me bananas. I hate it. Uh, but I will do that. It's just that before I do it, I want to actually have citations because if we're going to talk about neurotransmitters and chemicals and science, I feel like it would be nice to actually have some some science behind it. But clearly that's just me. I'm not going to talk about dopamine today. I'm just going to talk about your attention. My attention, really. Because I'm going to go through things that I do when I'm having trouble holding on to my attention and the things that I do to reclaim my attention. I have been doing this for a while, but I had the thought recently that, you know, these big tech companies are spending so much money uh, on keeping as much of our attention as possible. And so it occurs to me that if my attention is that valuable, I'd really like to hold on to a little bit of it for my own uses. And really, in my opinion, attention, not time, is our most 
valuable asset because I can sit here, like I'm a, a writer, right? I can sit here writing, that's air quotes, uh, if you're just on audio, I can sit here writing for an hour and if I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing, I'm not going to get anything done. I have to have my attention on what I'm doing in order for the time to be worth anything. Time without attention is useless. It's wasted time. So if we want to put time into something, it's important for us to also know how to put our attention into it. Um, and I actually even just went over it in the co-working session this morning before we start the co-working sessions. I've been talking about the kinds of things that I do to get my attention on what I'm doing before I start doing the thing. Uh, but what I want to talk about today is the attention reset, which are ways that I regulate my attention on a longer time scale. Um, so the reset is a shorter per portion of that. It's a two-week period that I use when I realize that I'm just becoming completely frazzled and just, just that everything seems harder than normal because my attention is just all over the place. Everything takes longer than it usually does for me. So there's a one-week period of kind of the really strict uh, attention reset, and then another one-week period of kind of loosened rules, adding things back in slowly in a regulated kind of way. And then the long-term rules, which are basically, I, I'm going to be honest, I do not always stick with them, but the idea is that these are things that I am just changing in my lifestyle and that they are permanent always rules, not just something that I'll do occasionally during a reset. Um, I actually think I want to start with the everyday rules um, because if you're kind of scared off by the idea of the strict reset, then these everyday rules will be extremely helpful to follow even without doing the, the reset. The reset is something that I just like to do because it's, it's kind of more tangible, right? It's something, it feels like I'm doing something for a limited time period. Um, and I do them repeatedly, just, uh, I'm about to talk about periods for just a second. Um, just very briefly, you can skip forward like 30 seconds if you want to miss it. I like to do my, start my strict reset on like the first day of my period. I'm taking things easy anyway during that time. That ends up being like, a week of extreme boredom, but in a good way, because I'm trying to reset my attention and boredom is one of the best things for creativity. And that's the time when I really like to be uh, looking for that creative spark. That's that's where that kind of stuff comes comes to me best, easiest, whatever. So that's a good time for me to be bored. Um, so 
but you can do it anytime. I'm going to share my rules for myself. It's extremely important to note here that your needs are going to be different than mine. Mine is based on the things that I do, the things that I know that I will give up a lot of my attention to, the things that I know that I do for excessive levels of distraction from everyday life, and the things that you do are going to be different than the things that I do. So edit it to be something that is appropriate for you, that fits your lifestyle, that will help you. I'm just giving you my own guidelines so that you can see what kinds of things I'm talking about here. Step one, I don't do any screens within one hour of waking up in the morning. And that's what I have written on my notes here, but I should add that I also don't do podcasts, I don't do audiobooks, I don't do any kind of information coming at me in that first hour after I wake up. I will listen to lo-fi, like uh, instrumental lo-fi music, and that's it. I will talk with my family, I will do my morning routine, I do all those kinds of things in the morning, but I don't check my emails within the first hour. I don't watch TV, I don't listen to an audiobook, I don't do any of that kind of stuff in the first hour after I wake up. The what Another one of the everyday rules is no screens while eating. And the idea behind this is to cultivate some uh, intuitive eating habits that in order to practice intuitive eating, you definitely have to actually be able to pay attention to how your body is feeling while you're eating. And you can't do that if you're on your phone or even watching TV. Usually I let my kids watch TV for lunchtime and stuff. Just, just being honest, usually there's still a TV on but it's not something that I am watching. My bigger problem is like putting my phone down, making no other changes to my diet or exercise habits, just um, not using my phone <laughs> while I eat has had a huge improvement on just how I feel in my body. <laughs> 10 out of 10, highly recommend, but also I have a hard time actually keeping up with that one. Um, number three, no screens except for my Kindle when I'm on the toilet. Yeah, we're talking about talking about toilet habits today. Um, this is kind of along the same lines as the last one. Uh, it's just a time where, you know, it's okay for you to sit there bored for a few minutes, like do, do what you need to do and then, then get out. Um, also no screens or headphones or speakers or whatever in the shower. This one is really, really big and for, for this and for the eating, if 
showering or eating are things that you just really, really have a hard time getting yourself to do at all, then by all means, do whatever you have to do to take care of yourself. Take care of yourself first. Get yourself in the shower. And if you have to take your phone in there, if you have to play a podcast over a waterproof speaker, do do whatever you have to do to take care of yourself, get yourself clean. Same thing for eating. Do whatever you have to do to get yourself to actually eat. What I'm talking about is going a step beyond that. I'm talking about the next stage when you are already able to do that, but you are also trying to kind of reclaim some of your attention. And so I was used and this is this is one that I stick to this one and the like no screens right when I wake up in the morning are actually things that I just 100% do every single day or I don't take a shower every day but when I take a shower um I never distract myself in the shower anymore because like I'm I'm a writer I'm a creative person in theory and everybody pretty much knows that the shower because like you're standing in there bored is one of the best times that you can have creative thoughts because there's nothing else for you to do so what i have in the shower now i have a waterproof notebook in the shower and a pencil to write on it and that is what i keep in the shower um so if i have any ideas when I'm in there, if I have my shower thoughts and I get, uh, I get a lot of ideas for stuff that I end up doing on the blog and here when I'm in the shower. But I didn't for the like six months or whatever that I was always listening to, uh, an audiobook when I was in the shower. And so I, I had to change that. But that one is is a really, really big one for me. Okay, number five. No screens except for the Kindle within one hour of sleeping. This one is another one that I, I'm terrible <laughs> about actually doing. I'm trying to get get back to that point now. But yeah, the the bedtime wind down is has been really hard. Um the we have a TV in the bedroom. That's that's really the the biggest one that causes problems with that. And what I do still do that is really helpful is charging my uh, devices in my office downstairs instead of in my bedroom. Just having a charging station set up somewhere else in my house makes it feel like the right thing to do. And not this is not like morally right or whatever. Just it's like the natural thing to do is plug my stuff into the charging station instead of taking it up to the bed with me. I will oftentimes take a notebook and I have uh, on the back of my notebook this little book light, clip-on book light. So I can still do some writing or notes or whatever in bed if I, if I want. And then number six, timer on for mobile games. So... I let myself play pretty much as much games as I want on a long-term basis. I have no problems with that. The only problem that I have is when 
I get into that hyper-focused state, I don't notice, uh, my sense of time awareness is complete shit. And so I don't notice that time is passing. So if I have a timer on, then I will at least be periodically reminded that time is passing. Now, the best way I've found to do this, um, I have an iPhone these days, so I don't know exactly what kind of options there are for Android anymore, although I am certain that you can find something that works similarly. But built into the iPhone, you can set limits for certain apps or certain types of apps. I have a one minute limit set on games. And then when my timer is up, it will give me the option to reset it for another 15 minutes, basically start a new 15 minute timer. And then it will let me play for 15 more minutes. And then it will come up again and say, oh, hey, you've been playing for 15 minutes, your time is up. And then I'll have to reset it again if I want to keep playing. I will do it for like an hour or more sometimes, which is fine. The point is not to limit the amount of time that I'm playing in the long time scale with the everyday rules. The point is just to remember that time is still passing even while I'm playing. And so that one is one that works really well for me because it happens automatically. I don't have to do anything about it to make it actually, uh, actually work for me. Okay, now I want to get into what I'm doing right now, which is the strict first week of the attention reset. Those are the everyday attention regulation rules. But now I want to talk about the attention reset rules. So um, my week one rules, which are the stricter rules, number one is no audiobooks or TV. And I know that this is not a judgment against audiobooks. I love audiobooks. They are, they count as books. They count as reading just as much as reading regular books. The problem is that so last week, in three days, I listened to four full novels on audiobooks, which is great. I love reading, except it's like I didn't, you can't really do anything else. I mean, you could do other stuff while you're listening to audiobooks, which is one of the best thing, things about audiobooks. You can, like, organize your garage. You can prep a bunch of food. These are the things that I did while I was listening to audiobooks, but it's hard to like do other things that are very important, like connect with people. Um, and so that's why in that week one, I don't even allow audiobooks. I can make it, I can make it one week without, without audiobooks. I'm still allowed to read actual books it's hard but you can do it i mean i can do it um i can read as much as i want but i have to read with my eyes the idea here is kind of to get me to slow down reset 
focus my attention on one thing at a time. And so that's why when I'm when I'm reading a physical book or even an ebook, I can't really do anything else at the same time. My hands are occupied on the book. My eyes are occupied on the book. There's not really a whole lot else that I can do at the same time. Which is is the point that my attention has to be completely on the book. I can't have it split two different ways. Number two is no screens when I go on walks. And I haven't been, I'm starting to get back into doing walks now that it's like officially springtime. I generally, if I go on a walk, I just leave my phone at home and go and the walk is just, the attention is on the walk, is on chatting with my kids if uh, if one of them is with me. It's not being divided multiple different places. Um, number three, no video games. Not even Sudoku on my phone. I'm going to admit I'm probably still going to do Wordle. I, I did yesterday. I'm probably going to do it again today. It's... Wordle is so minimal that I think that it's okay. Uh, it's already self-limited. Again, this is not a judgment against video games. I love video games. I want to play more video games in general. But it's a thing that can really mess up my overall attention regulation. And so just during this one week of reset, I don't play video games. Um, number four, no YouTube. Period. There's all kinds of things that I like to watch on YouTube. And, but during the week one, I don't do any YouTube at all. Not educational YouTube. If there's something that I need to like, I need to specifically know how to do something that I can't really get from reading uh, an article about it. I might watch like the one video on it. But that's, it's basically just no YouTube at all. Number five is not actually a restriction. It just says Kindle, okay. That it's it's fine to read as much as I want. It's just, it has to be, the difference between the Kindle and the audiobooks, which is usually a, a positive point in the uh, in the audiobooks is that it's basically self-driving, whereas the Kindle, I have to, I have to push it. So the audiobooks just happens on its own. So audiobooks are great for that. Um, but during this week one of the reset, the, uh, the, the point is that I am trying to control my own attention, which means that it is a plus for the Kindle or, I mean, paper books are the same thing because that's something where I have to use my own attention to drive it. Okay, that's the last one for week one. Let's get into what I do for week two. It's basically the same things from week one, but with more stuff added back. So, like, number one, 
no screens on walks except for the walking brainstorm, which is the thing where I take a walk and just basically talk out loud to myself. I'm not really using a screen at that time. I have my headphones on and they've got a microphone built in. So it's just recording what I'm saying and transcribing it. So I'm allowed to take my phone with me and use it just for recording what I'm saying as I walk. Um, number two, audiobooks are okay at this point. I, I don't have a limit written down on here. Um, the idea is more that I will find my own limit. That's, that's kind of the point in week two is that I have to take more responsibility over it in week two. I can't just rely on what the rules are supposed to be. Um, number three, TV is okay up to one hour a day. And that is one hour a day of my own TV shows. Um, it's not like my son and they're watching Spidey and his amazing friends, which my daughter asked the other day why I don't like it. And I'm like, well, I can't find one nice thing to say about it. I finally figured out that the one nice thing I have to say about it is that my son really loves it. That's what it has going for it. Um, and I don't have it written here, but also, like, if I was going to watch a movie with my husband, like, it's longer than an hour. It's okay. I Because that's, that's the whole point, right? Is, like, finding ways to connect with people uh, and do things that I enjoy and um, that are meaningful to me. So watching one movie is fine. Um, four and five, no mobile games except Sudoku, Crossword, and Chess. And five is one hour of timed video games. Um, so I can play whatever I want like on my computer, but like shitty mobile games that are just kind of repetitive actions that aren't, I don't know, aren't really adding anything to my life. I don't do those things in week one or week two of the reset. I could do them regularly as long as I've got the 15 minute timer on. Um, but I don't do them during the reset. Um, and the video games, like on the computer, I can do whatever I want for an hour. And honestly, I don't even usually take advantage of that because usually trying to find even an hour that I can dedicate to sitting down and playing a game doesn't happen that often. But when it does, I've got a limit to it. Okay, number six. This is the last one. YouTube is okay, but only education YouTube and only if I have a timer on to remind me that 15-minute timer again telling me that. And I do the same thing. YouTube I have set to one minute per day. So it, I can have it remind me every 15 minutes. Um, so it's like self-help stuff and like decluttering and like minimalism stuff. Um, possibly 
journaling stuff, if it's something that I'm actually trying to learn a new technique or something. And that's it. That's all my rules. I know that that was, uh, this is a long podcast and it was a lot to just go through the rules again. These are the rules that I use. You can adjust them to cover whatever things you do. Um, it just occurred to me that social media isn't even on here. Uh, I think it's because I probably thought that it was too obvious that, like, I can't <laughs> can't do social media during the, the reset. I generally take kind of long breaks from social media anyway because it's it's really hard for me to control in any kind of way. So when I when I get started on Facebook, that's just that's where all of my attention is. And so right now, as of a couple of days ago, I am off of social media. But yeah, social media, I don't do at all in week one. And in week two, it's like I wouldn't go on Facebook, but I might go on Instagram just to check comments and respond if, if necessary or to post things. And yeah, everyday rules is pretty much just the, the timer thing that I always have it set to one minute so then I can do 15 minutes on social media at a time. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I got. Come and join the Discord group so that you can join in on the next... Uh, co-working session next Tuesday morning. Remember that you can also support the show at ko-fi.com slash r-e-n-e-l-i-z-a that's ko-fi.com slash reneliza. Next week I will likely talk about either more stuff about attention or something very closely related to that but I guess we'll just have to see where my chaos brain takes me, huh? Until then, bye! Thank you.